Welcome to the Life Success Legacy Podcast. We're glad you're here, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Welcome back, podcast listeners. Thank you for uh, joining us again. Uh, my name is Mike Crawford. For those of you who have listened to our podcast, I've done a few of the interviews. And today I have the pleasure of interviewing uh, Todd and Shelly Forbes. Um, a little quick story on them before we actually start asking them some questions is uh, Todd and Shelly... Um, were just some friends of Chris Bay, and long story short, um, Shelly now is one of our team members. And so uh, we're going to dive a little bit into um, their background, their story, and how this all came to be um, part of their livelihood. So, uh, Todd, Shelly, how are you guys doing today? Doing real good, thank you. Fantastic. Excellent. Um, I want to also let the podcast listeners know that we're doing this um, uh, over the phone, and uh, you guys, uh, you guys don't live in Lawrence, right? That's correct. Yeah. We live in Tocknoxie. Yeah, and I wasn't going to drive over there. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, <laughs> well, I want to kind of back up and start from the beginning. Um, you know, sort of the first question I have always been asked is, and you know, maybe you have too, is how did you first hear about IBC or infinite banking? Well, I'd say it was about. Three years ago, in the summer of 2015, we'd stopped by a friend of ours' uh, coffee shop over in Olathe, Kansas. And while we were in there visiting with her and others that we knew that were in the facility at the time, that's actually the first time we met Chris Bay. Uh, Chris sat down with Shelly and I. We were sitting at a table doing a puzzle, enjoying our coffee, enjoying our drinks. And Chris came over and sat down and introduced himself. And we just began a to visit and of course through the conversation IBC came up and that's uh, originally how we met Chris and learned about uh, the IBC concept okay so you guys didn't have any knowledge of him prior to that no our paths have probably crossed mm-hmm. uh, because we have kind of the same friend group and mm-hmm. are associated with a lot of the same people and I'm sure we were in the same room at different times, but uh, we didn't really know each other at the time now. Okay. And, um, you know, a lot of people have a very uh, positive first impression of Mr. Bay. What? How did you guys um, react to him? Well, actually, um, one of the first questions he asked is getting to know us because he, he kind of knew of us and we kind of knew of him. And right. um, we're kind of run, we're, we're around groups that kind of don't really um, they kind of get to the point. <laughs> and one of the things he asked us was kind of what, what's your, why, what, what do you love to do? What do you do? Do you love what you do? What's your why in life? And he, um, just kept digging to um, just understand us and learn us. And in doing that, he came to understand that there were some things that we wanted to change in our lives. And, um, that's kind of how the IPC concept became part of our conversation. Okay, so he introduced you to sort of the basic understanding by asking questions, in essence. Exactly, yes. Yeah, and that's kind of the Chris Bay way is to get to know people, and then as they open up to him, um, he introduces them to his way of life, if you will, and um, Mm -hmm. I think there's a resonation with a lot of people on how that works. Um, Yeah. In thinking back to that first conversation you had with him, what opened you guys up to the willingness for future conversations? 
Well, first of all, when somebody starts asking me questions like, what is your why? I'm skeptical of them right off the bat. <laughs> Reasonable. You know, that's that's not the way that uh, I grew up communicating, so it's kind of foreign to me. But uh, had a real good conversation, warmed up to Chris really well. And as he began to learn about what we did for a living and what we did, what our, our interests were outside of, of uh, the businesses that we were involved in, and he found out that I was involved in farming, uh, have been doing that since I was a child. My family, our farm has been in the family for around 150 years. Wow. Uh, it's a century farm. And that's cool. at that time, uh, Shelly and I had stepped in to continue the legacy and keep it moving forward. And, of course, that uh, led right into him sharing about IBC and farming without the bank. And when right. he started talking about that, boy, that really perked me up. Mm-hmm. So he actually kind of almost introduced you to a side story, um, which is a uh, Farming Without the Bank is a book written by a friend of ours. And um, uh, she dives into the concepts of how traditional ranchers and farmers live, in essence, bank loan to bank loan, selling crops to pay off that bank loan, and then reborrowing off of that newly found credit, if you will. Yeah, as a matter of fact, uh, that's what really piqued my interest when he started talking about what he did. And uh, he shared with me the title of the book, Farming Without the Bank by Mary Jo Ehrman. You know, I was really intrigued and convinced him that he needed to meet me the next day so I could Mm -hmm. get a copy of the book from him. Okay. So you guys picked up a copy of that book like the day after you met him? Yeah, that's the first book that we read, and it was after that we moved on to Nelson's book to learn more about becoming your own banker in general, which also kind of led us to the possibility of um, me leaving my job, which was a great job and a great opportunity, but not exactly fulfilling. Mm -hmm. And uh, when he learned that that was another goal of ours was for me to leave my job and do something more fulfilling, then um, that piqued my interest as well. So. Needless to say, I brought the book home and I sat down and I read it cover to cover that first day. Mm -hmm. It's not a long book and it's an easy read, but it's just something that's near and dear to my heart. And I was very interested in it. And as I read that, uh, I kind of got stirred up about how the possibilities were there for other people uh, that were engaged in agriculture like like we are and what opportunities that were there for them as well. I got you. So you were... You were inspired by the the book because it touched a chord or it struck a chord with how you had been living for most of your life. Yeah, but I also understood how the concept would work in our personal lives as well, not just uh, on the on the agriculture side. Okay. Uh, so as I read that book, it began to really open my eyes to other possibilities. Right, and that did that lead to any hesitations. Um, obviously it inspired you to think differently about how, um, to maybe farm without the bank and how to apply it to your lives. But did you guys jump on board right away? How did you approach your IVC life, if you will? Well, I'm at the time I was traveling back and forth to Canada, uh, with the company that I work for right now. And I had been, I did that for three years and it was really hard to because I was still involved all involved in the farm when I would come home, it was hard to take care of what I needed to at home, take care of the farm, and get ready to leave again in a few short days. 
So it took us a little over two years to actually pull the trigger from the time that we first spoke with Chris. I wanted to make sure that I understood. Um, you know, we'd been involved in a few things in the past that really didn't pan out the way that they were sold to us. Uh, they might have worked well for some people, but they just never worked well for us. And so I, I really wanted to investigate this before I before we took a leap and uh, and changed uh, the way that we had thought for so long. Gotcha. And what was that time frame? How long well, did it was you? Little, it was it was a little it was about a year and a half before I told Shelley all right, I'm ready to pull the trigger. I, th- I think this is a, a good thing. And Shelly had been kind of chomping at the bit a little bit quicker than I had because she'd had the opportunity to go to some of the boot camps mm-hmm. and have conversations that I wasn't there for. Right. And so one of the things we tell a lot of our <clears throat> you know, potential clients or even existing clients is um, our, our live boot camps um, or even at some extent our, our online webinars are very uh, effective at helping answer some of those um, deep-rooted questions that that we tend to have when it comes to our finances, um, and so that's really cool. You guys, um, you guys took a little time to uh, to research this and to and to make sure that it was the right fit for you and your families. Um, how have you seen? infinite banking change the way you think about money or your finances since you started implementing it? It's changed everything we have ever thought we understood about money. Um, you know, when we first started, we were both investing in our 401ks, like everybody said to do. We were, you know, we had followed the Dave Ramsey path of getting out of debt right. and uh, thought we were doing everything right, but also noticing, you know, we kind of started late getting things in order with our finances. We started having <laughs> kids really young, um, didn't have a clue what we were doing when we started raising a family anyway, especially with money. Yeah. And so we realized we're really behind the ball in getting things in order. We're never going to have a nest egg that people talk about or all of that, but what we learned as we were investigating IBC is we've been learning everything wrong. We've been learning everything really quite backwards. Right. And one of our biggest aha moments was, you know, when we thought that not avoiding the taxes as we were putting into our 401k was so smart, not realizing when we pull it out and the money's bigger, we're going to pay a lot more in taxes and the value of those dollars are going to be less. That was a huge aha moment, and mm-hmm. I we felt really deceived by <laughs> the mainstream. Yeah, it's a uh, it's one of the staples of you know when Mike Everett talks about um, you know the different things that we have been taught about money. He he tends to say things like lies and deception, um, and I think for some of us that kind of strikes a chord where we're we're a little bit hesitant to believe what he's saying. But then when we start investigating, we find out that, you know, in fact, he is, he is right about that. We've been kind of sold a bill of goods sometimes with how we were told to manage our money. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, you guys are now how long into your policies? We're just, a, just <laughs> over a year. We've started our first policy in December of 2016. Okay, so you've paid your second premium deposit. You're into your second full year. Um, right. Have you guys experienced sort of 
as I call it, the, you know, you already said it, I guess, the aha moment of seeing this start to play out in your financial lives? Well, we've, uh, we've began to utilize it as we should. Um, it's taken some adjusting just to get used to the different mindset from what we've been used to for so long. Uh, you know, you, you find your old ways popping back up and in ways of thinking and you might lose your focus a little bit, but that's the beauty of life success legacy and the team that's together. Uh, they're great coaches and they're great mentors and, uh, and they help you to, to regain your focus and get back on track. So, you know, we don't do it right all of the time. And it's more my fault than Shelly's. Uh, she, she's real good at, at, at following the rules, and, and I sometimes ignore them. So any hiccups we've had, I'm sure, have been my fault. But, uh, yeah, we've begun to, to utilize the program uh, as we should, and it's, and it's making a difference for us. We're, we're turning the wind current. And I like how Todd used the word rules because the rules are a hundred percent in our control and I'm kind of a control freak. So that works out good for us. We get to control how we run the system. So even if we mess it up, like Mike always says, Mike Everett, you can't really mess it up. You just reposition the play and play it again. And so that is really one of the exciting things about IBC is you're in, you're in the driver's seat. Absolutely. And you know, speaking of driver's seat, Shelley, you you mentioned earlier about um, you had a good job, you yeah. had some security there. However, <laughs> there were maybe you didn't love the job, um, and I'll let you tell that part. But kind of le- uh, let a, let the listeners know kind of what you've transitioned to doing with um, uh, Life Success Legacy. Okay. Well, it's, you know, my job was a great job. I worked with the most amazing people in the world. Best, one of the best opportunities I've ever had and could have ever asked for. It just wasn't mine. It wasn't my dream. And that's one of the things our team talks about all the time is going after your dreams. So, um, one of the things I, I learned in just Chris being our coach is you should go after your dreams. Everybody should go after their dreams. What do you love? And um, what I learned about me is I really love to serve. I love to serve people. And just because of the conversation we had with him as our coach, he knew the needs that Life, Success, and Legacy had. And he began to learn my dreams. And we learned that we were a great fit for each other. He needed somebody who's goal in life was to serve people. Mm-hmm. And it's, this is a perfect opportunity for me to, um, to serve people in a very meaningful and powerful way that makes a real difference in the world. And that just feels great to me. Okay. And so you are the client coordinator. Is that the title? That is my official title. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, and so in essence for the podcast listeners, um, you know, how do you really help serve not Chris, because uh, that's not really mm-hmm. your goal, but how do you serve um, our potential clients and existing clients? So um, I do a lot of coordination, just like my title says. Um, I help them navigate their policy with uh, mutual trust. I help you know set up meetings um, with our various coaches and discussions and make sure that 
um, timely follow-up is done with them and just kind of help keep things organized and going in the right direction. So in essence, what you're saying is you're an invaluable piece to (laughs) 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 to keeping everything well-oiled. You know, for those of you who know Mike Everett, you know, he's not the details guy, whereas Chris Bate is, but he tends to be a little busy to keep track of all of it. And so I know from my conversations with him that you have been, um, you know, a a major blessing and obviously to the rest of us as well. And so... um, well, guys, I, I really appreciate your time on this. Um, I feel like this is a, a unique interview in many ways because um, you were, were all clients before we, we did something with Life Success Legacy. Um, but the interesting part is that Todd still, you know, isn't part of the team. Um, but by proxy, I think he kind of is just because mm-hmm. you're involved, Shelley. But um, this is a really interesting interview and I'm, uh, I'm excited for our listeners to get to hear it. So thank you very much for your time on that. Oh, you bet. Thank Thanks, you. Mike. All right, podcast listeners, thank you again for listening. Uh, we always suggest that if you have more, inf- if you want to learn more information, please go to our website, lifesuccesslegacy.com. Uh, you can listen to our other podcasts. You can download some free books. We have um, Nelson's book for purchase on there if you haven't read it, which we always encourage everybody to do. And if you have any other questions, you can email or call us as well. Um, Again, thank you for your time and we look forward to hearing you, uh, to serving you next time. Thanks. Thanks.